taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. That God made a way. How many of you are grateful that God made a way? I don't know how He did it, but I'm grateful. I thank you, Lord, that you made a way for me. God is so wonderful. He's so wonderful. And I'm so grateful how God causes all things to work. Um, because this uh this this praise and worship goes perfectly in line with today's message. Thank you, Lord. But before I get started, first of all, let's just say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for another Sunday that you've given us to bless your name. For you are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you, Lord, that you are mighty, that you are sovereign, that you are wonderful. And we take this time right now to say, God, we love you. God, we thank you. God, we worship you. We adore you, God, because you've been so good to us. And we know that we're not deserving of it, God, but we thank you that you bless us anyway. Bless your name, God. For this Mother's Day, where we acknowledge all of those that have given them themselves to their children, we ask that you bless every mother, every grandmother. We pray right now, Lord, that you would touch them and that you would return back to them a thousandfold the prayers, the sweat, the tears that they've given for their children. God, I pray that you continue to anoint their heads right now. Lord, that as they continue to stand firm in your word, that you would fortify them to be an example to their children. God, give them the strength that they need to keep going forward. We thank you, Lord, for their lives. We thank you for their example. We thank you for their ministry. We thank you, Lord, that you are continuing to uphold them with your righteous right hand. We bless your name. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Happy Sunday, y'all. Happy Mother's Day. I am so excited to be here today. It is always a blessing when I get a chance to come into the house of the Lord. It feels good in here, y'all. I don't know about you, but I feel good today. Um, I'm super excited. Um, as I said, happy Mother's Day. I am um, blessed beyond measure because my mother couldn't be here today, but she is watching online. And I just want to say, because I got the mic and I can, happy Mother's Day, Mommy. I love you. I praise God for you. You are the epitome of poise, wisdom, and I thank you for the example that you set for me and how you continue to set an example for me and how even this morning you are praying for me. I thank you. I love you. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day. I'm a sap, y'all. Don't, don't mind me. I just love my mother. Um, but to all of you that are here, um, I say I love you as well. 
um, and I'm grateful for um, this time to be able to stand before you. But I'm not going to keep you long because I know everybody probably has plans and want to get out and celebrate their mothers. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So if you can turn with me to the book of Psalms. It's interesting when um, I'm preparing to preach how, you know, I'm always asking the Lord what it is that he wants me to say. And um, I had in mind that I was going to do this elaborate Mother's Day message. And God was like, nope. Um, he has been working on me um, with verses that I've known all of my life. But somehow he's pushing me to go a little bit deeper in them. And so today you'll get a sneak peek on um, one of the verses that God has been uh, laying heavy on me this week and the, the last week, and um, I'm hoping that today you are blessed by it um, just as I have been blessed by it. So Psalm 46, verse 1, and it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. There's a song that my parents and my grandmother used to sing, um, and I at that time, I didn't understand exactly why they loved this song so much. Um, but every time that it would come on on the radio or every time someone would sing it, they would, their demeanor would change and they would go into their own personal worship. And that song was God Is by James Cleveland. And if you're not familiar with the song, the lyrics are, God is the joy and the strength of my life. He moves all pain misery, and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me. He'll never, ever come short of his word. I've got to fast and pray, stay in the narrow way, keep my life clean every day. I want to go with him when he comes back. I've come too far, and I'll never turn back. God is. God is. God is my all and all. A lot of the songs that were sung as a youth, I didn't understand. But as I said, the mothers of the church, they would come up to me and they said, just keep on living, baby. You'll understand it by and by. And oh, how true that is. And as I listen to the songs today, they hit a little bit differently. Because I've had a chance to experience for myself that God is. And so today, I want to tag today's sermon as God is. This verse is a very familiar one and is many times quoted to encourage us when we find ourselves in trouble or in troubling situations, and rightfully so, because this whole chapter is a song. It is a song full of gratitude and victorious confidence. It is a song of joyful faith and hope of peace. The author is remembering a specific time when God was their refuge and strength and helped them in a tumultuous situation. So as I began to meditate on this verse, I asked myself, what is it that this verse is really saying? There's three points that I want to pull out from today's passage. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, my prayer is that today you will be able to see with fresh eyes and leave encouraged as I have. The first thing that I see in this verse is that God is protecting us with purpose. 
God is our refuge. The word translated refuge means a shelter, a rock of refuge. God is a dependable refuge for his people when everything around us seems to be falling apart. With God as our refuge, he doesn't protect us by keeping us from dan- keeping danger at a distance from us, but he redirects its destructive results. Often when we hear the word refuge, we typically think of protection from danger. But God being our refuge extends beyond just the protection of dangerous situations. God's protections keeps us safe and sane. His protection is intentional. His protection has purpose. God as our refuge encompasses many functions, and one of them being that he is our place of safety. In Proverbs 18.10, in the New Living Translation, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. Likewise, Psalms 31.20 tells us, you hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. God can protect you by bringing truth to your situation when you feel you are being attacked or lied on. Sometimes all we need is just to run to the master. He is our place of safety. There are times when God is protecting us from things we didn't even know we needed protected from. He keeps us safe because he has a specific purpose for us to fulfill. How many times have you found yourself, um, after the fact, realizing that God kept you safe from danger you didn't even know existed? Or, or how you were running late, and it caused you to miss being in an accident on the expressway? Or, in my case, being born as a premature baby in the middle of a snowstorm? And so as I was meditating on this verse, it made me think back um, on my birth. My mom, she actually sent us a message this week uh, thanking God for the miracle of myself and my youngest daughter, my youngest sister. And both of us, well, we were both premature, but both of us, she had to have a C-section. Now with me, I was born in February in Champaign, Illinois. And at the time that my mother went into labor, it was, as I said, a, a snowstorm. And the car wouldn't start. So she called my godfather, and my godfather said, okay, I'm on my way. He comes, but he's having difficulty because it's a snowstorm. The roads are blocked off. But wouldn't you know that right as we were sitting in the car, an ambulance just so happened to drive on by. And so they were able to flag the ambulance down to take us to the hospital. But when we got to the hospital, unbeknownst to my mom, I was sitting on the umbilical cord. And so they, they told her, you cannot have uh, deliver the baby vaginally. You have to deliver it through a C-section. So my mom was telling me that if they had not gotten to the hospital when they did, I wouldn't be standing here today. So you're talking about God's protection. God is protecting both my mom and myself, not knowing the danger that was ahead, but because of his hand of protection on our lives, we are still here today. And so when we talk about God protecting us with a purpose, he had purpose for me 
because he knew that I would need to be here today to encourage someone that God is your refuge. He is protecting you for a purpose. Also, as our refuge, God is a place of retreat. Since it's Mother's Day, let me talk to the mothers for a bit. I'm sure there are times when you feel like your life is not your own. You may be juggling a career or a business, a marriage, kids and their schedules and activities, and you may even be back in school, and it seems like there's little or no time for you. Life be lifing, and it gets overwhelming at times. But I'm here to encourage you that God is your refuge. He is a place for you to retreat, your personal shelter from the cares of life where he is able to protect you from the effects of burnout and feeling overwhelmed. See, in our place of refuge, God has a purpose. He doesn't just protect us in order to pamper us. What he's doing is he's fortifying us so that as we are preparing for the journey, we are strengthened for what's ahead. He's giving us instructions on how to be steadfast and unmovable. He's giving us what we need so that as we go back out, we are confident in him and what it is that he wants us to do. We understand that God's protection has purpose. He's helping to build our spiritual muscle to defeat the enemy. He's giving us peace when there's chaos all around. And he's perfecting our faith so we won't be swayed by what others say of or about him because we know him for ourselves. God's protection has purpose. There are countless stories of how God protected Israel from the attacks of their enemies in the Bible. And just as he has proven to be their refuge back then, he is still doing the same for us today. And as a matter of fact, if I were to poll the room right now and ask what God has done for you and how he has been your refuge, I am positive that we would have testimonies to the end of the week because God is just that good. God is our refuge. He is protecting us with purpose. The second thing that I see here as the verse goes on, it says, God is our refuge and strength. God is strengthening us for success. God fights through us, and most times he fights for us. Deuteronomy 24 tells us, God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. If we go further down in chapter 46, verse 10, in verse 10, the psalmist tells us that God is telling us, be still and know that I am God. The Hebrew word for be still translates to let go of your grip to make oneself weak. Now, that is not something that we want to hear, to make ourselves weak. Weakness is frowned upon because there's a fear of being taken advantage of or even looking bad. But as believers, we don't function like the rest of the world. No, we know that in our weakness, God's strength 
is made perfect. So we ought to practice being still and letting go of our grip and letting God do what he does best, and that is to fight for us. A great example of this is in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19. There's a lot of good stories in the Bible. But in this story particularly, the king of Assyria was filling himself a bit because he had already defeated several nations. And at that time, their army had already taken 46 cities of Judah before planning the siege on Jerusalem. The king of Assyria was boasting about his victories and had the nerve to tell his servants, to tell King Hezekiah, who among all the gods have, of the lands have delivered their lands out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? Well, God told Isaiah, the prophet at that time, to reassure Hezekiah, don't be afraid of, because of the words that you've heard with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. God reminded Hezekiah that he was their strength, and by fighting for them, he was going to give them victory. So don't believe, if you don't believe me, you can go and read it for yourself in 2 Kings chapter 19. But here's how God responded. Verse 35 says, That night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp, and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Did you hear me? 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpse everywhere. The one thing that God will do is defend his name and his reputation, but he also will defend his people. Today, God fights for us a little differently. He may not kill anyone, but he will fight your battle for you. I had a situation at work a few years ago where someone was lying on me and saying that I did something that I did not do. Now, if you're like me, you're inclined to want to say something, to, to defend yourself. But the Lord told me, be quiet. Don't say nothing. And I'm like, Lord, but you know, now look. And God's like, be quiet. Don't say nothing. The very next day, that same individual came to me and apologized. And after our conversation, all I could do was sit there and laugh and say, God, you are amazing. Because had I said something, the situation could have been worse. But because I was obedient and I humbled myself and stood still, I was able to see God fight my battle for me. God is also our strength, but not just fighting for us, but fighting through us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 tells us that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Warren Wearsby said, strength that knows itself to be strength is actually weakness, but weakness that knows itself to be weakness is actually strength. God as our strength reminds us that his strength is more sustainable and more long-lasting than ours will ever be. To try and use your own strength alone, you will get tired and worn out very quickly. But when you rely on the strength of God, it sustains you in a way that allows you to keep going. His strength 
gives endurance. Just as he told Paul, he's telling us today, my grace is sufficient. When we accept our weakness, it makes it possible for God's grace to go to work in our lives. God may not always explain what it is that he's doing, and that's okay. He doesn't have to. We don't live on explanations. We live on promises, and God's promises never change. His promises generate faith, and faith strengthens our hope. And with God as our strength, we can have hope that God is strengthening us for success. The last thing that I see here, as the verse goes on, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is helping to heighten our awareness of him. Very present. God gives us comfort in knowing that he's always with us. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Very present means that he's actively present with you at all times. And there is nowhere you can go that he is not there. That is why we celebrate him as Emmanuel, God with us. But today I want to focus on the fact that he is our help. We've learned that God is our refuge, protecting us with purpose. God is our strength, strengthening us for success. But what does it mean for him to be our help? Well, I submit to you that being both our refuge and our strength is a way that God is helping us. How would you know that God is a refuge if you've never needed him to be so? How would you know that he is your strength if you've never needed his strength? We cannot desire a better help nor will we ever find anything or anyone comparable to the help that God provides. So let me encourage you today, stop looking. In the words of Bashan Mitchell, he says, I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Why? Because there's nobody greater than my God. God is helping us to know who he is. Leave it to us. We probably wouldn't go searching for him on our own. So he often allows situations to draw us closer to him. The more we know him, the more confident we we can live a victorious life. Likewise, the more we know him, the more we can give God the glory and the credit that he is due. I heard someone say once, I don't believe that our greatest shortcoming is not feeling bad enough about what we've done wrong. I think our greatest shortcoming is not feeling good enough about what God has done right. When we under-celebrate, we fall short of the glory of God. Every situation we face, God is giving us an opportunity to see who he is. He is helping us by heightening our awareness of who he is. As I close, I want us to take one minute to reflect on who God is. When you look back over your life, your week, and for some of us, maybe even this morning, think about who God has been to you. A lot of times we don't take time to be still, be quiet, and really think about 
what it is that God has done. We often complain about the situations that are in our lives, failing to see the blessings that God has right in front of us. And so I want us to take a minute and I want us to think about who God is. Who is God to you? God is my provider. God is my shield. God is my savior. God is my deliverer. God is my healer. God is my peace. God is my righteousness. God is my banner. God is my defense. God is my redeemer. God is my counselor. God is my exceeding joy. God is the Lord most high. God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? God is my salvation. I trust I not be afraid. God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. God is mighty and does not despise anyone. He is mighty in both power and understanding. God is my strong refuge. He has made my way blameless. God is the king of all the earth. God is the strength of my heart and my portion. God is my dwelling place and underneath me are his everlasting arms. God is my sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor and no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you. God is my shepherd. I shall not want. God is high above the nations and his glory above the heavens. God is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. Thank you, God. God is merciful and gracious. Hallelujah. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God is righteous in all his ways. Hallelujah. And kind in all his works. God is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. God is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do for me? God is my all and all. Hallelujah. Bless your name.